welcome to episode 10 of the podcast and this is the second installment of our macronutrient episodes and we're going to be talking all about fats today and like carbs you know throughout history they've had a bad rep but they are really important so we're going to discuss their roles in our body we're going to talk about the different types of fats as I think there's so many words you hear in marketing like saturated, unsaturated, heart healthy, omegas, and it is a bit confusing. So we'll try and break that down in an easy to understand way. And we'll talk about how our body uses fat for energy. And we'll we'll probably relate it a little bit back to the carbohydrate episode in terms of you know, the energy systems and what our body, you know, prefers to use for fuel. And we can talk a little bit more about keto. Um, so yeah, let's dive into it. And I know I've, I've never done keto, but Andy, you used to be quite big into keto. Yeah, I don't, it works well for me, probably due to my glucose. Yeah. Generally, I, uh, yeah. I, I can go without sweet things as long as I don't like Coke Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on me. But yeah, I can see someone eating cake. I, I'd love real sweet too when oh. I'm eating it, but I, I'm pretty good at ignoring it. What I do find hard is things like, I can't live without, you know, things like a bit of red meat, a bit, you know, a crave, you know, so those things. So keto was great for me in general, because in, you know, I can... You know, I was having a lot of, you know, chicken, steak, salads and stuff, lots of vegetables. Um, and it worked really well. Um, I'm relatively low-carb even now. I after cardio going to ketosis, you know, in some way. Because, you know, we keep my carbs low, my fats generally high mm-hmm. during my prep anyway. Yeah. And even in the off-season, relatively speaking. You know, my carbs now... You know, on a low day, I think uh, they're 135 grams. Mm-hmm. On a high day, 175 grams. Um, but, you know, my fats are higher, maybe about 70 grams. So, mm-hmm. you know, so generally, I do, you know, as we've spoken about, you know, my, you know, hereditary blood glucose issues is. You know, I need to be a bit more wary of the carbohydrate size, so I, I, you know, I increase the amount of fat into my diet via good fats, really, mm-hmm. by the omega oils, yeah, you know, essential, essential fatty acids. Yeah, you've done keto as well. I mean, you. I experimented with it. Yeah. It was uh, out of desperation for <laughs> my first prep, and uh, it was just a. Uh, one of those you you feel like you're not getting lean enough, lean quick enough, and it's a first prep. You're confused. You're I'm, I'm doing too much. Well, it's cardio. kind of like everyone thinks like keto is superior for fat loss. So yeah, is so that why you did it? No, no, no. So oh, it was okay. uh, it was yes, and uh, I had a friend who competed, and he he always uh, prepped on keto. So, but. Thing is, he understood. Very traditional bodybuilding thing, low carb. Yeah, yeah. like bodybuilders invented the keto diet. Essentially, <laughs> all the guys in the nineties would go low carb, almost yeah. zero carb for their whole preps. Yeah, it's just that he 
he knew what he was doing. I this was my first prep, so I was very uh, apart from the nutrition knowledge from uni of you know keto is this and carbs are this and that. I I didn't really know how to relate to it as to bodybuilding, so I just did you know cut off carbs, put in lots of veggies. It was good because I I really overdid the veggies. I don't think there's any time in my life I've eaten more veggies than. <laughs> And I was doing that. Yeah, that's where the key is that that's good. That's yeah. good. Eating more vegetables, yeah. Um, what people don't realize is you've got to be careful the protein intake mm-hmm. because the protein when converts to a carbohydrate by the glucogenesis, as we spoke about last week, yeah. which then um, will not, you won't be in ketosis anyway. But yeah. Yeah. the reality is people don't really care if they're in ketosis or not. They think they do. You get told they should care. keto later because I think a lot of people when they think of keto they're like oh I'll eat just loads of bacon and you know yeah. that's a my dad did that my dad loved keto he tried keto oh, yeah. he did the Atkins diet yeah. oh. he did it he loved it and then he was like bacon and sausage yeah, <laughs> I, wow I and that's he lost loads of weight though it worked really well but I hate to think about the health implications of or, you know, processed meats, lots well, of, you know, the saturated fat. Yeah. yeah. I was on bacon and peanut butter through prep. Best, yeah. best prep ever, man. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that's semi-balanced. But I, I hope yeah. by the time we get to the end of the podcast, you'll realize that if you are someone who prefers high fat, how you yeah. can balance your fats out so that you include different types. <laughs> um, yeah. Fat is such an important macronutrient. And you know, it provides us with a lot of energy. It is the most energy dense of the macronutrients. So for every gram of fat, you get um, nine calories. So to put that into perspective, uh, protein and carbs per gram are four calories. So fat is very energy dense. It is really important in helping us to make hormones, particularly your sex hormones. Um, it helps us with forming cell membranes. And I mean, when you think of, think about it on the surface of it, like, is that important? But as we carry on, you'll see how important that is. And it's also fats help us with our brain and nervous system. And they help transport fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. And they give us two fatty acids that we cannot get from our diet. Those are, um, I think... I always say it wrong. Linoleic and yeah. lin- alpha linoleic and lino, lino, linolenic. <laughs> those yeah. are omega-3 and 6s. Um, yeah. And we will talk about how important those are. So yeah, fats are massively important. And you know, if people are on low-fat diets, and you know, you'll often see hormones suffer. Um, you know, you get what's called brain fog. <laughs> you know, where you just can't concentrate because 
you know, like we said in the last podcast, our body's preferred fuel source is glucose. Um, but we can use fat, and we will talk about that. Um, so I think let's get into the different types of fat. Um, I mean, very, very <laughs> basic kind of biochem lesson is that fats are a hydrocarbon chain, and they hydrogen atoms attach to that. Um, and a really kind of nice analogy is like a, a parking lot. So if you think of all the parking spaces filled with cars, that's saturated. Those are saturated fats. And because they can pack nice and tightly, they're solid at room temperature. So think your, your butter, um, coconut, coconut, the coconut oil. oil, the fattier cut, you know, the fat on meats. So those are saturated fats, and unsaturated fats you can think of as missing those hydrogen atoms, or like that all the car parks aren't full, and due to that nature, they they're kind they don't pack as tightly, so they're more fluid at room temperature. So those are your more your oils, you know, like olive oil, sunflower oil. Um, and I like, this is a good fact, like for, you know, um, like salmon and fish that live in like freezing water, that those fats act like antifreeze in their blood. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Because otherwise <laughs> they'd freeze. <laughs> nice. So those, yeah. <laughs> those unsaturated fats are then divided into monounsaturated fats. So that's, they've got one carbon that doesn't have a hydrogen attached to it. And that's like olive oil. Then you've got your polyunsaturated, so there's more than one that doesn't have hydrogen attached to it. And those are essentially your, your omegas. I love the word omega. It just, I don't know, it sounds so good. Um, so I think a lot of people think that saturated fats are bad, and especially in the 80s and 90s, fats just had bad reputation in general. I think that's when all the... Atkins and whatnot were yeah. really popular, <laughs> and it was all low fat, and saturated fat was like ooh associated with cholesterol and cardiovascular disease. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's you know ev everything in in balance, of course, um, and you know your foods are a combination of these different types of fats. And there was an interesting I was reading about how eggs. Everyone's like, oh, eggs have loads of cholesterol and saturated fats. But actually, they're only 39% saturated fats. They're 43% monounsaturated fats. And they're 18% polyunsaturated fats. So a lot of foods are a combination of them. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone's like, oh, don't eat too many eggs. They've got cholesterol. But, and I think, Andy, you're, you're, you're the cholesterol man here. I won't say much about it. I'll let you talk about cholesterol. But... Our body actually makes most of our cholesterol. It's not from the diet. Yeah. Um, and most people tend to forget that. The cholesterol in eggs, we can actually not digest very well. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and to be fair, you know, an egg's like a perfect meal. It's got like, a bit of everything in there. It is. It's got all these loads of vitamins. It is a balance in itself. What happens in an egg is to create, yeah, technically, is the nutrients created. The living being. Yeah, like. <laughs> so, you know, it is balanced. You know, so you've got your LDL and HDL and it just balances itself out. You know, so everyone who overly worries about eggs is a little bit nuts. 
what yeah, you do realise is eggs don't have a great deal of protein in their whole egg. As in, you've got to eat a lot of them. Yeah. This is, you know, but fat-wise, they're really good. Like, you know, most eggs, if you're only eating eggs for your protein source, you're going to have to eat a lot. Then you probably want to get onto the egg whites because you will get you know, a lot of calories per egg. But um, in comparison to volume. But no, I'm, you know, I'm a massive fan of eggs. Yeah, can you you you, quick, you quickly said like HDL L, LDL. Can you go into a yeah. bit more depth on that? Because people are probably like, yeah. So obviously, um, I'm a bit mental block. Now, HDL is your good cholesterol. The LDL is your bad. Uh, but you know, LD, but there is no good and bad. Yeah, we all serve a purpose. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's kind of how common term. And so when you look at your lipids profiles, you know, you, when you get take blood, you have LDL levels, HDL levels, and then the ratio. Yeah. The only thing that actually matters is that ratio number. Because LDL is the cholesterol that builds up on plaque on the walls of your arteries. HDL actually transports that out of the body. Mm-hmm. So, so you normally see an increase in LDL with high intake of dairy, for instance. Now, I, I know I was making a lot of clotted cream around Christmas and my blood's taken and my LDL was really high. <laughs> yeah. But I was still good because my HDL was even higher because I was eating other good stuff outside of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, HDL... Is, is a transport cholesterol, essentially. You know, it carries LBLDL. You know, it also, you know, you have to have these lipids as part of the fatty acid chain. So, you know, they are like, you know, a byproduct of the fatty acids. They get bounced around the body, you know, having a, doing a lot. You know, you can't have even good fats, you know, will give you cholesterol. And we want cholesterol, you know, but it's about having that ratio and balance of LDL versus HDL, you know. You want more HDL than LDL. So it doesn't really matter if your LDL levels come back from blood test being really high, as long as you're getting all your other good omega oils in and you know, your HDL levels are really high. Mm. I think uh, sorry, especially like for you if you exercise, um yeah. I think it's not that big of a worry because a lot of people I guess uh, when when you get bloods here uh, there's no like spot specific doctor so to speak who can sort of advise you know yes this is high this is low but your ratio is good because you're a rugby player uh, bodybuilder whatever so I think that's where yeah yeah and cholesterol is so important again especially with you know the sex hormones um, so again like you need cholesterol and I think it's just everyone's like oh my cholesterol is high oh gotta yeah avoid the eggs and you're like you need cholesterol and a lot of high cholesterol is genetic mm-hmm. you know it's, yeah. it's it's not to do it's with not. your egg I, consumption I had this conversation with my mum so she's always going oh my cholesterol is a bit high on yeah. my last blood test I was like not really, mum. Yeah, you know, so you know, you know, I've looked at the results. I'm like, well, that you and, and there is a fear, and it is coming back from like, yeah, you, know, you got to realise people like when I was a kid in the eighties, it was all 
all about low fat diets. Yeah, you'd hear it everywhere. Reduce fat this, reduce fat that. And, and my mum grew up in it, being told cholesterol's bad. Yeah. 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 And I'll explain that it's two types. And, and I'd always say, actually, oh, I can't believe that, you know, my cholesterol will go up. It's like, <laughs> it's a natural thing, mum, isn't it? Yeah, like eggs, it's a classic, it's eggs, but you, know, you will get good cholesterol out of it when it gets broken down by your body. And you need that for the hormone production. You, you know, it is all to do with being a great down fatty acid, you know, fatty acid chains. So, you know, those things are used for hormone production. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, very generally, you you can you can change your lipid pro- profile, like, and you yeah. touched on, like, if you do eat more saturated fats, you know, you you will increase the LDL. But if you increase your if you increase your omega threes and you generally have a less processed, more whole food diet, you you can you know, um, balance out that, that, that lipid profile. So, you and, know, and the exercise helps. And, and the exercise, exercise yeah. Exercise helps because, as you said, our body produces cholesterol as part of, you know, our sort of breakdown of cells and things, you know, yeah. brain and cells. So, you know, when we're exercising, we are, you know, methylating, breaking down cells and recreating cells. And, and that, you know, that forms part of that. Yeah. I mean, our, our liver is just incredible, what it does. It's yeah. amazing. So liver controls all of that. Um, and uh, it's incredible. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get more into the liver when we look at sort of the metabolism of fats. But I think let's go to the polyunsaturated fats. So we've said saturated fats, they're okay. Yeah, they're not, they're not sort of the, the devil. And but you want to have a balance of them, and you know I think the polyunsaturated are always called your good fats, um, and those are mainly your 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 omegas, and I think a lot of people you've probably heard of the omega threes, um, you know because there's a lot of omega three supplements, and they're 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 like your like flax seeds, uh, chia seeds uh, from your cold water fish like salmon. Um, algae, yeah. and they they are anti-inflammatory, and they're great for your immune and your nervous system. Um, and this is where they're very important for your cell membranes. They help keep them fluid, which is important, like in your brain, for certain neurochemicals to go across. They help with insulin sensitivity, so they dilate the blood vessels as well. So they lower inflammation. Inflammation. Um, they dilate the airways and they prevent blood coagulation. And Andy, you've, you, <laughs> there's all sorts of different omega threes, and and there it gets a bit. You've got like ELA and DHA. I don't know if you want to go yeah. into that. <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not an expert on DHA, but um, you know, with Omega threes, the important. I, you know, this is what I tell clients. It's like they should be our main go-to fats, really, as in in the diet, especially when you are in um, what you call it, in a uh, deficit. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, be getting most health bang for your buck in the deficit. So we always say, you know, try and remove, you know. Obviously, eat less processed foods, remove 
fats from, you know, usually in protein sources, and then add the fats back in via omega-3s, like a seed oil or, you know, nut oils. But, um, yeah, so, now, I'm trying to remember, there is, like, loads of, like, you know, DHEA is, do you know what it stands for? I can't even say it. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's like really long, dehydro, whatever blue. Okay, it's only I've got to read out because it's really long. It is. Hang on. Let's find what. <gasps> I've got. Okay, so we have. Wait, that's the, saturated. Okay, so. For the guys listening to the audio, clear is just. I, I'm trying to find. <laughs> It's docosahexanoic acid. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, and and then, then we have the alpha linolenic acid, and then we have yeah. ecosapenatinoic acid. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, flax, chia, hemp, walnuts are, are rich in there. ALA, the yeah, alpha. So yeah. No, it was, uh, <laughs> and when you get a supplement, yeah, Dr. Dean talks a lot about this because he's just designed an omega supplement. Yeah. It's actually about ratios. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Just remember that. And that having the correct ratio. Yeah, yeah you, what do you want more of? I can't remember. Just, uh, I guess, for, for guys listening, just remember oh, yeah. the abbreviations. Yeah. <laughs> we don't convert the ALA to EPA, DHA, well. So in yeah. dietary sources, you want EPA. So that's your eco-pentanoic acid, <laughs> which is... Um, that's like salmon, pretty much. Yeah, and that's exactly EPA. It's yeah. the fish. Krill, fish oils. Yeah. Both yeah. you know, people don't eat krill, but um, yeah. you can get a good krill supplement. Yeah. Um, and, then, yeah, and you've got to be careful about people who buy cod liver oil supplements and stuff in the shop. And the problem is, is these oils do go actually rancid. Mm-hmm. They're not very well stored. Yeah. And um, yeah, one of the things is with cod liver oil and stuff like that is actually not the best source of EPA. Something like krill, salmon oil or krill oil mm. is better, but and you shouldn't really scrimp on the cost of your, yeah, your fish oil or your omega supplement because it is down to those ratios and we want more EPA, but we also to do with storage and how they're processed to make sure you know you don't damage the um you know the oil um molecules that's the i think that's the one supplement here a lot of people well i advise to buy because i guess fish like salmon here is is not cheap you nile perch i told you before most oily oily (laughs) one of the most oily fish in the world and it's fresh water and it's caught in kenya yeah (laughs) Yeah, now push, yeah, but you can still go for your, yeah, I mean, you no, can you still can. get your flax and your mm-hmm. chia. But no, flax I use a lot. I like yeah. it. Yeah, so when I'm in the I use flax a lot, and I soak it, and then put it in a smooth, blend it in a smoothie. Yeah, nice. I think that's key that you do blend it, otherwise it just goes straight through you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the membrane's too, too yeah, hard to digest. Yeah. That's how you soak it, blend it, because, yeah, yeah yeah, seeds are amazing in that way. And, and affordable. Nuts, as we know, nuts are packed with... Nuts, yeah. yeah. Um, they are. Nuts are packed, but that's why they're so calorie-dense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
but then, so that kind of takes us to the omega sixes. So these are like yeah. the opposite of omega threes. So they're pro-inflammatory. So they they constrict blood vessels and airways and increase inflammation. And that all sounds bad, but we do need that. Yeah. And we yeah. need a balance of omega sixes and threes. And just with kind of modern lifestyle and highly processed foods, um, our balance of the ratios favors omega sixes. So we just need to watch out and balance those. So I mean omega sixes are like your vegetable oils, corn oil, canola oil. So they're yeah. not bad, but you want to balance it out. And I think a lot of nuts have omega sixes. Um yeah. macadamias have the best ratio of omega threes to sixes. And we're lucky enough here in Kenya that we Yeah, I use my oil. Uh, yeah, use it in your hair. <laughs> Beard growth, no, but <laughs> so also, yeah, I, I, use, I actually use macadamia. Yeah, yeah, no, beard, macadamias food. are amazing nuts. I think cashews have the worst ratio. Not to say they're a bad nut, <laughs> just oh. that their ratio is higher they're in six to threes. Yeah, yeah, cashews, yeah. cashews are, a, are a kryptonite. I, I don't think I can, I can, uh... you know, those honey coated ones, yes. like that out of Africa, <laughs> honey coated roasted cashews. Oh my goodness, yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, no. so, so you can just look. I mean, it's interesting when you look at nuts, like walnuts have got a lot of omega 3s, but mm. those are hard to get here. Um, but I think just keep in mind you need both, you need a balance, but they are really important um and there's also a mega nine i don't which we need less. tell us omega about nine, which we need less of the three six and nine yeah. the main omega oils yeah. so omega nine is um it has one double carbon bond mm-hmm. it's again it's a it's a monosaturated fat source but um yeah it's high in oleic acid mm-hmm. but um we need the least amount of omega-9. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. So, I mean, uh, omegas are... They're just named for where the double bond is without the hydrogen. Exactly. <laughs> Fun exactly. fact there. Hmm. Then we have... <laughs> I think we can call these bad fats. The trans fats. Yeah. Those are artificially <laughs> made saturated fats. So... If you remember saturated fats, they're, they're um, sort of stable and solid at room temperature. They don't oxidize or go bad easily um, or rancid, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So w- what they, they do is they add, they artificially add hydrogen to unsaturated fats like vegetable oils to make them more solid at room temperature. Think margarine. Mm. Yeah. And um, they they just change the way our body uses fats and, and digest them. They can lower the, the good cholesterol. Um, they can increase our own cholesterol production. And they are <clears throat> scientifically associated with sort of chronic diseases. Um, they just ain't yeah. good. Yeah. It's like, I, I always, yeah, I always oh. advise, because I know a lot of people in Kenya use bluebells. And I would say, do, do you know it's like one molecule away from being plastic? It's like, it's literally one molecule away from being plastic. Really, mm. so much processing. And it's so, like, yeah, and I understand. And this is why you don't need to refrigerate food bags. It's why it's sold on the shelves. Because it's essentially plastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Look at all it's stuff. Yeah, but stuff. I guess um, it, yeah. it is a bit different now because, yeah, I, I grew up on Blue Band, so... But you were told it was healthy. Yeah, no, I grew yeah, up a, on Huffington Stock, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Back in the 80s, 90s. Like, butter was out. Yeah. yeah. Like, when yeah. I was butter, no, you're not allowed butter, too bad for you. Margarine's better. Much for you, better. Yes. Yeah, like, um... it's, yeah, it's interesting. You actually told margarine is, you know, we Yeah, cooked. and they injected it with, like, things that it used to be a bit of you. They used to inject it with, oh, it's full of vitamin A. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and E and stuff. And, and they added that in. And then it became sort of warmer because then we realised that you can't do this shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> butter's actually great. I use, I, yeah, we only have butter at home because I love that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like when cut and toast that butter, rather than plastic. Yeah. Toast. Um, but yeah, I grew up on that on stalk yeah. and yeah, yeah it's crazy. Margarine, it became like flour, and uh, my mum still refused to use butter. It's only keep the it's flour. so ingrained that sort of don't, don't have that. And no one, I don't think anyone got healthier in the eighties and nineties. No one lost more weight <laughs> in the eighties and nineties because they were you were eating all this other stuff. Or yeah. now going to more processed foods or sugary foods. So, you know, in the end, as always, energy balance prevails mm-hmm. in terms of that. Oh, <laughs> which, which takes us nicely into how we use fats for energy. Yeah. So if you remember from last week, our body breaks down dietary carbohydrates into glucose. That's what our, our body likes to use for fuel. So with fats, they're broken, and you've heard Andy talk about, they're broken down into fatty acids. That's what our body can use for fuel, the fatty acids. Um, And that's from something called a triglyceride. And that's three fatty acid chains with a glycerol. So that's what our body can use for energy. And so when when we digest fat, uh, it's transported in the bloodstream, which is water-based. And as you probably know, fat and water, they do not mix. So that's where... Fats are carried in the, the things called lipoproteins, and those then take into the cells for, for energy or for storage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but their fats are made in the liver as well. Again, the liver is amazing. It all goes down in the liver. Um, so just so the process of triglycerides being turned into fatty acids for energy is called lipolysis, and then. Yeah. Then the reverse from fatty acids back into triglycerides, which would be for storage, is the triglyceride synthesis. Um, And so when we exercise, you know, there's a lot of hormones and signals telling, you know, um, well, wherever the fat is stored or from the liver to, to start lipolysis, to release those fatty acids that we can use for energy. And that's uh, um, like growth hormone epinephrine nor epinephrine and that's how fat burners work you know like they are stimulants they're kind of telling your body we're exercising or you know that fight or flight you need to move release all these fatty acids for energy so you people sort of can drink or, or have their fat burner but if you're not exercising all those fatty acids are going to be like well yeah you're using us we're just going to go back to storage so it's if, if you if you use a fat burner and exercise like coffee for example and exercise that will work but if you just go back if you just think you're going to burn fat by having a fat burner and sitting on the couch 
No. No, no, I was just remembering um, one of uh, many experiments with, uh, you know, ketosis and um, <laughs> I tried out a fat burner. And I think after three days, I, I couldn't handle it because I would take it and then, you know, wait, it says 45 minutes an hour before you train. Then after like 20 minutes, I'm just sweating and I'm like, is this, you know, in my head, obviously I knew it wasn't, but you're like, huh, maybe this is why they call it a fat burner. Because your sweat Yeah, and you can, you can really <laughs> see how, how they market it to people because you sip, you take it, you sweat. <laughs> then you're probably not eating enough and you're thinking, yeah, I'm sweating because I'm burning fat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, this, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it just raises your core temperature and you, you know, plays with your head. And I guess, you know, marketing makes sales. It's, it's good for the sales. And yeah, just... absolutely. Um, the important thing, I think, to remember is that when we're exercising, we create loads of biological reactions. And fats are needed for that, you know, I'll say, I'm trying to remember what's called eco-solenoids. Eco oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethanoids, yeah. locus. They are, like, what controls uh, biological reactions in the body. Um, but these are, we need essential fatty acids to, to make those and create that. And that, and that process of methylation, where we're breaking down cells, we're creating new cells. You know, phosophilipids. There's lots of chemical long names in Phosophilipids are like cell membranes, which mm -hmm. make fatty acids. So, what happens with the energy is first, you know, we have to release these fatty acids to create cells at a quicker rate, you know, which, so we're using glucose at the same time, we're using fatty acids to try and make cell membranes and biological reactions and release hormones through, through this process. Then once the glucose is used, you know, we've still got these fatty acids traveling around and you know, they can, they're, you know, they're in the bloodstream. So, you know, serving the purpose of these sort of cell rejuvenation, but actually that's what we start using them for energy once we've used up all that you know, glucose stores and that glycogen. So, yeah, but with the initial releases for this sort of biochemical reactions that are going through, out throughout our bodies, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just shows how important fats are because we wouldn't have any biological process without those essential fatty acids. They're, they're key. And if you remember, like, the three energy systems, they, they're all running together. It's, yeah. it's just that fat, so the, the process of turning fatty acids into energy is called oxidation. Just yeah. if you hear us say fat oxidation, that's what it means. Um, but fat oxidation is a very slow process. It's efficient, but it's very slow and it requires oxygen. Mm -hmm. So um, as we said before, the body's preferred fuel source is, is glucose. And like Andy said, when that runs out, now, now fatty acids become really important. And it's also our preferred fuel source when we're not doing much, you know, like, like us now. We're probably, yeah, we'd be using more fatty acids than glucose because we're not doing, you know, anything extremely <laughs> energetic. We should, we, should do, we should do a podcast of doing cardio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would be. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, 
when when we're active, we we need more energy than than fatty acids can provide, basically. So, again, like that's what we said last week. When you when you kind of hit a wall, that's when you've run out of your your glucose, and then it's it's a slower yeah. process now for for fat oxidation. Um, and so it's it is hard. Like if you are a performance athlete on low carb, it is difficult because. You're, you're not going to get energy quickly because it ta- it's a long process yeah. from fat digestion, you know, to absorption. to absorption because it's got to be put into these lipoproteins. Um, and it just is, it is more difficult to break down. Um, so just, you know, keep that in mind. Like it's... Yeah, it's not, it's not very efficient actually. Yeah, it's, it's hard to find any athlete who depends on like... Uh, say fat sources uh, for yeah. their training. You, you won't find any like top flight athlete no. doing keto. No. Yeah, bodybuilding is slightly different because it's about how you look. Yeah, yeah. but it's like in the off season when you try to build muscle, you won't find the bodybuilder on mm-hmm. keto. Mm-hmm. No, and so again, kind of touching on last week, like if you have a diet high in carbohydrate, you're going to have more insulin in the bloodstream, which impairs um, fat oxidation, the using of fat for energy. So dietary fat is stored. But that doesn't mean, <laughs> you know, that that's going to, you know, carbs are making you fat. And uh, likewise, if you are low fat, your body is going to be using more fat because you you know there is not much glucose there so it's going to preferentially use your the fat you get from your diet but that's why you've got to remember if you are exceeding you know your calories out with calories in even if it's from dietary fat and you're burning dietary fat you're still going to store some so it's all it's overall that net balance like Fat storage and fat oxidation. Does and this is where people get it wrong. Like they go, "Oh, I'm just having, you know, I'm having nuts as a snack." <laughs> yeah. Like I love nuts. You know, especially give me a cashew nut, delicious. But um, the fact is, they're so calorie dense. It's yeah. so easy to go over in your calorie expenditure. And if you're, and how many times have you taken and say, oh, "I eat healthy," and you go over what they're eating? It is healthy. As in, like, you know, it's full of nutrient-dense foods. Yeah. But it's excessive calories in. Yeah. Let's say calories out. And it's so easy to to eat nuts and, um, yeah. and fats. Like, I always say it's amazing if you are at maintenance or going into a surplus and you're trying to increase fats. It's, I mean, it's the easiest place to get that extra energy is from... The fats because they they're so calorie dense without filling you up you know like an easy way to add in 100 calories is some you know a tablespoon of olive oil like you do with your your mince yeah, or spring. or like putting some pumpkin seeds or some flax seeds yes. into your smoothie yeah. you know you're not going to feel full but they're really calorie dense um exactly uh, so just remember like i said at the beginning every one gram of fat is nine calories Protein and carbs are four, and so it's 
it's always good to keep that in mind um, when you're, you know, trying to sort of figure out your diet and what to eat and, you know, different people do better on higher carb, lower fat, but just remember in the end, in terms of any diet superior for fat loss, it doesn't matter. You've got to adhere to calories in, calories out, but just find what, what ratio works best for you. Like if you're into performance, you probably do better on more carbs, you know, if but some people just love love fats, you know, and do do better eating more yeah. fats in their diet. I personally find it quite hard to eat high carb. I find it easier to get in more fats. Um, yeah, like you add a bit of avocado, some nuts, some yeah. seeds, peanut butter, big square dark chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> eggs. Um, I I just I just I just laugh at poor old eggs. I <laughs> I eat three whole eggs every single day generally. Um, They've just had such a bad rap. I, what what documentary was it? What the health? And they're like, oh, eggs is like smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. it's like, <laughs> how eggs are wonderful. <laughs> it's just it's just that that whole sort of cholesterol and saturated fat argument. Like saturated fat is you know if you can get pasture raised, you know um, meat and fattier cuts. That's that's good for you. I mean, you don't want to be eating that all day. You still you still want more of the, you know, the unsaturated fats in your diet. But you know, a bit of butter, a nice fatty cut of meat, you know, it's not going to. I would say it. this: the reality is, the human body is created a diet, but of that, big portions human evolutionary diet was animal fats. Yeah, you know. Not like, like how some people eat meat like every single meal, but the fact is, you know, our human body was made to eat their, you know, animal fats, you know, be, you know, the fatty cuts. It's not we then balance that out with all the seed oils and all vegetables. It's yeah. fine, you know. And I always tell people, eat a bit of what you like. You know, I have clients that worry about cheese. It's like, well, yeah. do you digest it well? Yes. Yeah. Well, do you like it? Yes. Well, then you should be eating it. Don't understand why you wouldn't eat it if you like. If it's something you like, eat. Unless you're a com- you know competitor, he's got a, a show coming up. Enjoy, 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 enjoy mm-hmm. your food. I was uh, listening to a podcast, and uh, one of the doctors on uh, protein was saying on like fats and protein. At the like at the expense of people, you know, like uh, fighting for a cause, rather than think of the cause, they end up attacking these macronutrients without the right correct. This Lane. Yeah, you heard that that yeah. Doctor Lehman. No, he, he's always said I listen to a lot. So yeah, he put it. He gets really upset. Yeah, he put it. Vegetables about being nowadays. Yeah, because Doctor Lehman put it very amazingly. It's like rather than continue fighting your cause you start attacking a macronutrient that is essential to life. And yeah. you find, yeah, it's, it's usually protein and fats, which are found in a lot of animal products. So. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it's, it's easy to say, oh, because there is a little sort of animal welfare issue. And I yes, understand yes. Yeah. I'm fully supportive of people that, for humane reasons, won't eat animal products. But, again... When people say it's healthier not to, that's just incorrect because the human body is made to 
yep. the animal yeah, evolutionary. <laughs> so, yeah, we should get too confused there, you know, if it's ethical, religious reasons, great, you know, but health reasons, the healthiest diet is the most balanced and diverse diet. Yeah. yeah, and it's when you look at people who've you know who've been chronically dieting or you know maybe for a show, you know especially women, we shouldn't go that low fat because we need fat for our hormones, which we've talked about. You know you you need cholesterol. We need fat to make sex hormones. So you'll often see um, if you if someone is very low, has very low fat in their diet, that their hormones suffer a lot. You know, maybe their period will stop, or they've got, you know, very low test, low progesterone, you know. Their thyroid functions gone. Thyroid, yeah. so it's, you know, I'll, I generally never let any of my clients fat go below 50 grams. Um, because I've only got one person, I just think it's one person under 50 grams, and that's only because they're 411. Oh, what? Research says 0.3 to 0.5 grams per pound. Mm-hmm. Like more than 0.5, you're just just pushing it and getting extra calories. Your body would really uh, the fats that won't really be used just be storage. So uh, it's 0.3 to 0.5. I think I read we uh, need a minimum of all our energy input needs to be 1.2% needs to be Because if you remember, I was saying like you need those, uh, you know, those omegas for the fluidity in your cell membrane, you know, for such neurochemicals like serotonin, which is happy hormone, to, to go across and do its job. Um, so yeah, low fat people. Are t- <laughs> well, I'm, I'm generalizing. Like low carbs, not good. Low yeah. fats, not good. And when we get onto protein, I'm sure we're saying low, low protein. protein. Yeah. Good. So you know, it is balance and diversity. It's not like, it's the easiest concept. Like obviously, when you're trying to, you know, lose body fat, we, 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 you know, we mix up the numbers a little bit just to go, you know, calories in versus calories out. But essentially, I always did encourage people to have a relatively diverse, diverse diet within that energy in window. And I, I think that's why even like for vegetarians, it, it's very important that they supplement because uh, uh, a lot of... Yeah, well, the thing is, with vegetarians, and I've got, I've got vegetarians, yeah. I was going through, like, when I was programming and putting a plan together, 
So like, we need to combine these vegetable yeah. sources. Yeah, all the amino acids. You've just got to be careful because you end up with a lot more calories. Yeah. So therefore, you've got to watch your, your energy out and make sure that's matching. Um, because the re- realisation is, yeah, you've got to be even more diverse as a vegetarian. Oh, yeah. You have all these different, you know, vegetable sources in, in each meal, which can really create a big old heap of food, which and low, doesn't have to be high calorie, it's nutrient dense, and it's hard to eat. Yeah. That's, you because know, it is nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, like, when we've talked about supplements before, would do well from supplementing with an omega-3 um, because what yeah modern day diets do tend to be higher in in saturated fats um, and the, yeah. and the omega-6s so uh, a good quality yeah. like we've said omega-3 supplement is a good idea well, I always tell all my fans three things vitamin D omega probably a multivitamin because you know when you're in dieting, it's, it's easy to miss out nutrients. So that's what a bit, bit in multivitamins in there. But generally, top two, D3, because everyone works, most people work inside and spend long hours inside their, their, you know, their offices. But then the, the oils is because people don't eat enough fatty fish. Mm-hmm. And as we said, like fatty fish is jet. I say if you have three portions of fatty fish a week, you do not need that supplement. Yeah. But no one, I don't know, no. eats fatty fish. Unless, I, I do know one person, and that's because they get salmon in their restaurant. Oh, that's amazing. So, you know, maybe a lot of salmon. But, oh, um, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not a perch. That's a fish. You know, that's a fish for Kenya. Yeah. yeah. If you want a fatty fish, I tell my clients, I'm an perch in Carrefour. Or well, you're probably doing, you know, the environment a favour because, especially in uh, Lake Victoria, where they've taken over and they've eaten all the indigenous fish. Yeah. Well, hundred <laughs> percent, and exactly right, and it's coming from more local sources rather yeah. than yeah. salmon that hasn't been flown in. Flown in. Yeah. Okay, car four. Well, we're going shopping today. Going to get some new yeah. perch. I, I lost my guy from. I lost yeah, my guy from City Market because there's always salmon. there's always tilapia, but yeah, the tilapia seems not fatty. to be. Yeah. The problem with tilapia is it eats garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the ponds half the time. Yeah, no, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they their, their flesh is made of what they eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. A lot of uh, pond fishing now here, so you're not sure if it's, uh, you know... we got tilapia in our dam. Oh, no. Uh, you know, but we don't, you know, it's just natural. We're not feeding. Yeah, I but, but, like, I know some of uh, pretty much some of the big, like... raised and fed uh, meat because a lot of toxins are stored in the fat so mm-hmm. if you can get uh, true, like true, true. grass yeah. grass fed well beef all pagetta is good for that vet- if you go to gourmet meats in the IR, all that meat's called pagetta yeah um also marinade meat although it's way more expensive that's all pasta fed 
Yeah. Marindale. Uh, I don't know how many shop Marindale shops there are. There's one near me in the National Park. It's a big ranch. Because yeah. that's like the National That's all grass-fed. Ranch. Yeah. Lunch beef. Yeah. No, I mean we. I think we're quite lucky yes. here. In, in you know, in the, the the beef quality, the meat quality is generally pretty good, and there's not too much sort yeah. of that horrible factory farming. Yeah. Um, right. Maybe Kenya exports a lot of meat actually. Yeah. Because that it's, a, it's like a, a good point you've said where because I've had the question where guys are always like, what does it matter? Is it grass fed, corn fed? And uh, it's like clear said it. It's all the toxins get stored in the fat, so yeah. you can see why. That's the only thing you've got to be careful with uh, cattle is antibiotics, sterile mm-hmm. yeah. usage in commercial farming. Mm-hmm. But as you said, Kenya is not. The no. Kenya is slightly different in the way you know farming's done. True, it's true, a lot true. less. It's not feedlotting like yeah. in America. They they, they feedlot cattle farming, and they yeah, that'd be a bad. Like bad cattle So um, is all fed, pretty much sitting in a trough, getting big with that. Mm-hmm. But because of my like, exercising so much, True. you end up ejecting steroids and stuff to yeah. keep muscle mass high and antibiotics because they get sick. There's so many in a small location. It's stress. Yeah, and that and that affects. Imagine eating that since maybe as a teenager, but it'll affect you in the long run if that's the kind of yeah. Quality and it is. You do taste the difference. Like, is it? You can tell when the meat meat's well been well raised and also it's been humanely slaughtered yeah because you know if you, i don't know you know when an animal's stressed everything yeah all, all, all muscle fibers <laughs> tired uh-huh. so yeah no i think it's it's if you can obviously it depends on your budget and your ethics yeah. and all of that but in kenya again we are lucky enough that you can source grass-fed, sort of more free-range meat without, you know, paying an arm and a leg. But again, you know, if it is more expensive, you've got to think, is that worth it to you? Is the quality of food important to you? Like, for us, it is. We don't go out partying. Right now, we're not going on holiday, so we do tend to spend a bit more on higher-quality meats. Uh, Like, I'll try and get salmon every seven seven to ten days, just once a week, but I supplement with omega-3. Like our eggs are free range. Um, so you can just, you it, again, it's all completely personal, but it's always good to know, you know, why is it better? You know, you hear it's better, but if you don't know why, like, well, can't yeah. really be asked. But if you know yeah, it's... Same with fish. Like, you can tell the difference between bar and open water. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at one point you oh couldn't God. even get tilapia here. It was from China and it just looked and tasted like nothing. Yeah, plastic. Yeah. I was like, is this even fish? Yeah, that's the thing you don't know. Is it? Yeah, it's like those fake eggs that they make. You know, that's not even. I always say, if you can, you've got the ability, especially like some more I like living in Russia. If we get go, we, we know who we buy. Yeah. Richard, Farmer, yeah. he's got his Masai herders around there, he's got Masai herders to go. You know, he sells me go. But like say with farmers, don't, you know, find a, a local, you know, cattle producer and, and go. People are always happy to chat. They're good farmers. They're always happy to chat and show you what we've got going on. And then try and buy either direct or through where they slaughter it. Mm-hmm. 
exactly. Well, I think that's a good place to end this episode on fats. So just a recap. Fats are key. They're a key macronutrient in our body. We need them for so much, for energy, cell membranes, um, you know, to transport those fat-soluble vitamins, mm, hormone production. So, you know, low fat is not superior, necessarily superior for fat loss. And you really want to try and balance the different types of fats. So we've got the saturated fats, which are sort of your animal fats, your dairy. You've got the unsaturated fats, which you can then break down into your monounsaturated fats, like olive oil. I think avocado is there as well. Polyunsaturated, which are your omegas, which are super important. So you've got your threes, you've got your sixes. You want to balance those out if you can. And... Yeah, just really try and get a balance. Don't fear fat. And if you can, you know, just be a little bit more picky about your sources of fat. Um, and actually, like in my fitness pal, you can see the breakdown of the different types of fats. You can see how much saturated, polyunsaturated, yeah, yeah, and mono yeah, yeah. and cholesterol yeah. as well that you eat. So if you're, <laughs> you can get super geeky and, and look in there as well. Um, and just remember, yeah, we need cholesterol as well. You know, you know, just going by what, you know, culture has been telling us, like, oh, cholesterol's bad, you know, saturated fats are bad, you know, just take a step back and, like, we need these things, but in moderation, I think cholesterol, it's important to remember we actually make most of our cholesterol, you know, rather than from the diet, and as always, if you can, you know, a less processed uh, diet is generally better for your overall health, um... Gents? Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, I guess every sort of, every time there'll always be that one macronutrient people will try to make look bad. But if you have all the information you need and you understand your goals and what they do and why you're doing it, you'll, you'll never worry about, you know, all the exactly. crazy no, I can agree more with you on that. You know, don't be scared of fats. It is essential. Yeah. All that macros are essential. You know, just look at everything, you know, balance and you know, be moderate with things rather than crazy and you know, one thing or another. It's all about balance. Mm -hmm. all Don't about be scared. Balance. Exactly. And I think because fats, there are so many types, people are like, oh, good fat, good fat, bad fat. Oh, don't eat this, don't eat that. Like, I hope that we've broken it down so you kind of understand it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's fascinating. I love fats, oh my. Yeah. I think we're going to have some sushi today and some salmon sushi today. Oh, yeah. oh, that will be the weekly salmon dose. <laughs> thing is, to get enough, it costs your fortune. I know. Like, I, love, I love sushi. I eat so much. I mean, when you get the girl, you're like... I know, I know. I know. <laughs> like, if it's just me, it's okay. But then when you're like, oh, I want sushi, I'm like, oh, boy. Like, oh, crap. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, sushi gets me hungry. Because, like, when you have one of those little sushi little platter things, I'll smash it back and go... Well, yeah, you, yeah. What yeah. next? <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's so I I love sushi for that. Like if I go out, I love eating it because I never feel bloated or. Like, but I do want to come home. and I'm like, mm, I could could eat something else now. It just gets me hungrier, and then I end up spending a fortune on sushi. So no. I, I, I still I often have like a sushi thing as a starter rather than main. Stop. Can't, <laughs> no, can't do it. Oh dear. 
Well, we're, we're going to treat ourselves to Usually some uh, a treat. sushi today. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I hope everyone you've enjoyed this episode on fat. And we'll catch you next week. And we're going to talk about protein. Yep. Yep.